Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. AM570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue on Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Just two hours for us today, Rodney. Uh, and normally at this time, we need our spirituality. We need to come together. We need to be as one, especially getting ready for the weekend. Oh, yeah. Put us in the right frame of mind. And then some. Put us into mind, Freddie. Going to put us into mind, but Vic is not here again. Uh, now, I've communicated with Vic, and he said he's doing okay. His voice is a little little raspy. So he's going to do a little gargling, and he'll be back Monday, ready to go for the haiku. He's doing a little what? A little gargling. That's what he said. Okay. Then he wrote something uh-huh. I couldn't figure out what it even meant. And I just give him a thumbs up. <laughs> don't, don't even know what it meant. have no idea what he said. I, I don't know what language it was. You know, he makes up words. He does. He writes his own, or he'll have a certain word and use certain letters that are not supposed to be used in said word, but you know what he means. Yeah. Yeah. So I write in all caps. He did not write in all caps. Okay. Which is highly unusual for him. Yep. Because normally it is in all caps. Right. But anyway, feel better, Vic. We miss you, and, and we're excited you'll be back Monday. But we still must have our spirituality. And to provide that, the man who has done a terrific job pinch hitting for Vic the last two times out. He, he keeps coming back, Freddie. He does. He's doing a good job. And he thinks, you know, he's coming back because he's doing a good job. That's true. He's also coming back because he's the only guy we got. And it makes it nice he's doing a good job. Because right, you couldn't find the, uh, the erotic haiku lady that you wanted on there? Brenda Gammon. And you know her by name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's talking about guys grabbing, grabbing their rosin bags, things like yeah. that. But she's still unavailable. Kevin has, has done an incredible job of trying to find her, but we have not been able to find her. So let's welcome on Ronnie Fascio. Oh. With the Daily Haiku at oh, 2 yeah. at 109. No. no. See, even you can't. You, you're bringing Ronnie in with bad intentions, Fred. No. Bad juju, bad karma. See, I tried to sneak that in. I can't believe you heard no. it. No, I heard it. I wouldn't I expect anything it. less from Fred, Rod. I know, I know. Good afternoon, now you Fred pick Rogan. Us back up. Now you got to pick us back up, Ronnie. Pick us up. Good afternoon, Rodney Pete. Happy Ronnie Friday Foster. to you. Happy Friday. Generally, we don't care, and today we don't care, which is why I'm here. Well, I don't know about that. For a little bit of uh, pseudo spirituality, so to speak. Little, little pseudo, sure. But first. I was uh, looking at this story earlier today. Um, you guys fans of Elon Musk and that fancy Tesla company? 
Yeah. Well, you know, he's uh, he has a, a child with Grimes, the artist Grimes. I right. do not know this. Yeah. Yes, you do, Fred. Anyway, they've broken up after three years together. Uh, semi-broken up. It's, uh, the SpaceX co- uh, SpaceX founder confirmed that he and Canadian singer uh, Grimes are, are semi-separated, but remain on good terms and continue to co-parent their one-year-old son, Baby X. Oh, yeah, Baby X. What is semi-separated, by the way? Semi-separated means that... Like a that, little bit pregnant, Kevin. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. What is that? <laughs> according that to means. Elon Musk, she's still staying with him um, when uh, the occasion arrives where they have time to, to actually spend time together with their, their child, baby X. Okay. But um, uh, Elon Musk said part of the reason why they're semi-separated is because uh, most of his SpaceX and Tesla work requires him to be primarily in Texas and traveling overseas. While Grimes is primarily in L.A. as uh, she's been busy filming on a new Fox show. So there seems to be uh, a little bit of separation between the two. Long distance relationship-esque. Uh, but are yeah. they cordial? Yeah, I find it yes. interesting that they would say semi-separated and not just a long distance relationship. As a matter yeah. of fact, Fred, since you mentioned that, they were seen together last weekend. Or actually, what was it? when was the Met Gala? Two weeks ago. A couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. They were seen together at the Met Gala, and uh, they posed for photographs. They were hand-in-hand. They even left the Met Gala together. Is it together. gala or gala? Gala. Is it gala? Yes. I thought it was gala. That, that's how I've heard it pronounced, so I'm rolling with that. Okay. But you can say gala if you wish, Rodney. You said they even left together. Yeah, they left together, and they uh, they attended. They actually hosted an after party, and uh, she was there with him the whole night. And you know, they did their thing and made made uh, uh, smiley faces for the photogs. And so there was that. But uh, apparently, last weekend, uh, uh, Elon Musk was seen by himself at uh, another party that was thrown by uh, a Google co-founder. And so he showed up solo and did not give any explanation as to why. Oh. So uh, maybe she didn't want to go. Maybe uh, she had something else to do. Maybe she just didn't want to be phony and hold hands and put on a fake smiley face for the photos. Oh, there's that. There's that, yeah. But, uh, okay. So what we know is there separated but still friendly indeed but could you imagine i mean what does she get if they get divorced like a half lot. a billion dollars depends what Good the prenup Lord. said assuming they had one assuming they had one well i i would think that they would because they're both pretty uh yeah crafty people pretty smart but when did they get when did they hook up yeah could have been like you know High school sweethearts that you know from from day one that you know we're in this thing together. Well, mm-hmm. you know, apparently this is is not um, Elon Musk's first marriage. Oh, oh, there you have it. Yeah, he was married uh, apparently three additional times, three other times previously. This is his fourth marriage. This is his Jeez. fourth marriage. Yes. How old is he? Actually, he was married to he was married to his 
I believe his second wife twice. Uh, he married I thought his, you were gonna say sister. He married his second <laughs> wife. He married his second <laughs> wife, divorced her, and then they reconciled, got married again, and then they divorced again. So he so. won't he won't have sex with anybody unless he's married to her. I don't know. He's he's a different kind of dude that Elon yeah, Musk. You gotta be yeah. yeah. Different He's a genius. So yeah, he's a genius. Kind of, so, yeah, he cuts with a different uh, set of scissors there. he got different algorithms, Fred, than you and I. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. How old is he? He's been married four times? He's 50. He's 50? Yeah. Okay. You know. And he's got uh, quite a number of kids as well there, Fred. How many kids does he have? Well, um, looks like seven, Ronnie. Seven. Yeah, including including baby X. And, yeah, X, and there's a there's more to X's name that I can't even pronounce. I don't even think they know how to pronounce it. That's parents. why he's being called baby X because right. it's like some weird some there's like Roman numerals and right. Yeah. There's like eight, eight, eight years spans. He married for eight years. And then, and then. I think you're if you're from Mars, you can understand what it says. Ah, right. So seven kids. He has an X and he has a Xavier as a son. And he has, he has twins? Does he have twins and like triplets or something like that? Or Possible. something crazy. Thanksgiving must be fun with him. <laughs> Not enough drumsticks to go around there, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody show up. The wives, the kids. Make a turkey. Did that really happen, Fred? Think they all show up in one place? No, but Jesus. This is just very now, bizarre. Yeah. Do, you, do you think when they all get together, they communicate telepathy? With, uh, you know, they kind of. How do you think all the wives get other? along? How do you think the wives get along? They probably don't even know each other. You think the kids know each other? Possibly. Maybe. Man, bizarre. <laughs> it is. Guy's been married four times. He's 50 years old. He's got seven kids. Not to mention twice to the same woman. Well, that was a tough one to shake. It was only one year apart. So he was married to this woman, Tallulah Riley, from 2010 to 2012, and then remarried her in 2013. When did he divorce her? 2012, initially. Second time. 2016. Mm. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. And he married Grimes in 2018. 2012 was the first marriage? No, that was the first marriage to this wife. And then he divorced her, then he remarried her. No, 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 no. No, to, no. to the one he married the, So the first wife he married in 2010, they were together until 2012. They broke up. Right, that's one. Right. They got back together, the same wife, in 2013. So one year okay. after they got divorced, they got remarried. Okay. Then in 2016, they divorced again. And the okay. gal the gal that we're referring to, Tallulah Riley, she is an actress in uh, Westworld. Well, who was he married to before Tallulah Riley? Justine Musk. I'm guessing she kept his last name. That was in 2000. She's an author. Her uh, her uh, uh, name is uh, her maiden name is Justine Wilson. Okay. How Two, long were they married? Eight years, 2000, 2008. So that and, was the longest one. And yes. She is with with uh, with whom he has five sons. Twins Griffin and Xavier, and triplets. Oh my God. Damien, Saxon, and Kai. When do you hear that? So he's got he's got triplets and twins. With the same woman. Who knew? It's crazy. Jesus. Today's haiku for you on this Friday, <laughs> September the 24th, comes to us from Seshu Toyo. Ooh. How do you Seshu keep finding people Toyo. that Vic has never Seshu used? Seshu Toyo. Fred, it's very simple. I just uh, Google Japanese haiku. <laughs> okay. That's yes. all it takes? It's very, very simple. You know, Vic has everything written out. Could on, be complex for others. On parchment. So, 
I guess he doesn't understand. You just Google them because every time you do it, you have someone we've never heard of before. You know, Fred, if it weren't for our boss, Brian Blackmore, Vic Brick would still have his typewriter. He'd still be typing. That's a true story. Brian Blackmore, when we were over at our old building, he got upset and he threw the typewriter in the trash. Why Force, would, would Blackamo do wait. that? <laughs> because we had to get Vic into the 20th century back then. So we walked in and threw his typewriter into the trash? And this is like 2003 or something, right? Yeah, this yeah, is not yeah, all yeah. the way like in the dark ages. Right. Like 2003, Vic is still Wait, using an old school typewriter. 2003, Vic was using a typewriter? Yes. Vic had a flip phone up until like five years ago. Right. We know he doesn't use any navigation. Right. We know his car has little air conditioning. <laughs> We almost lost him on that drive to Orange County. Huh? He took the streets to Orange County. <laughs> he did. Do you remember with, the conversation? With no air conditioning, yeah. I do remember. I, re- I remember vividly. I was I was on the phone with Vic trying to make sure that he was okay. He wouldn't answer his phone. You're, the day before we told him, Vic. He was looking at the Thomas guy. Right. Vic, all you've got to do, all you've got to do, we told him the day before, all you got to do is download Google Maps or Waze or Apple Maps, whatever you want to use. Type in the location and follow the screen. That's all you got to do. And he said, no. It will speak it to you, too. Yeah, it'll speak it to you. He said, no, I know how to go. I'm going to use side streets. It was about 110 degrees. Yes. When Vic took off. Yeah. It took him like four hours, between three and four hours to get there. He'll tell you it was three and a half. Okay. (laughs) And, And there were concerns, honestly. And if you listen to the radio station, you probably remember that he had perished during the drive. <laughs> that he had not survived because the air conditioning in his car was out. It was so hot. And he decided to take side streets yeah. to Orange County from here. Like, God, yeah. he's okay. <laughs> not like, not like you, you get there and you get close and it gets, you know, there's a lot of traffic. So oh, I'm going to get off a, a couple of exits early and take the side streets. Victor Six Winter Boulevard all the way down. (laughs) It's like he took every side street imaginable starting here. He went Alameda to Buena Vista (laughs) to Riverside (laughs) to Forest Lawn Drive. He cut through Griffith Park. Right, around Griffith Park. This is just getting started. Yeah. Can you imagine? It took him two hours just to get through downtown. (laughs) Those wacky Google Maps, (laughs) y'all. Oh, the wacky. Oh, the freaky maps, y'all. I'm just passing Dodger State. <laughs> Vic had been gone an hour and 45 minutes. It's 12 minutes from here. What do you mean? I'll be there in five minutes, y'all. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Okay. We digress. Yes. Seshu Toyo was a Zen monk and master artist in ink and wash painting. And uh, he was considered one of the greatest artists of his time and widely revered throughout Japan. Circa 1420 to 1506. Okay. Tiny sentences brushing soft on my shutters. Bush clover voices. A feeling you! Seshu toil. Tiny sentences. And then what was the bush? Tiny sentences. Brushing soft on my shutters. What's the bush? A bush clover voices, y'all. Come on now. What's the bush? The brush, Fred. Figures Fred would try to pervert the haiku on Friday. Uh, Honest to God, did you say brush? 
Tiny sentences. I, I got that part. Brushing Lonnie. soft on my shutters. Oh, bush clover voices. Bush clover voices. I'm feeling you. Okay, bush clover voices. What does that mean? A voice in the bush? Well, Fred, it's funny that you should ask. The bush clover is also known as the Japanese clover, and it's a native to uh, Japan and China. It's a medium to large size shrub like bush with hanging vine-like pleasant smelling blossom, purple rosy colored flowers. Then when in full bloom looks like a cascading waterfall of blossoms, very beautiful. And so I imagine that uh, the inspiration for Seshu to write this haiku might've been while reading, painting, or in a state of meditation when interrupted by the sentences of the vines and flowers okay, brushing well- against the shutters. Break it down, Ronnie. Like Break voices it down. Like speaking softly, absorbing into the consciousness. Uh, come on now! All right, Ronnie, we got it. Look at Fred. He don't know what to do with himself. Way to go, Ronnie. No, I thought that was great. Now I understood it, Ronnie. Thank you. That's really good. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> what, what? What is so funny? You. Why? Fred, thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate you allowing you me it, to be part of the haiku. For you. Now you really Filling like it, in huh? for Vic. Thank yeah. you, Fred. I well, appreciate no, it. I did understand that, actually. <laughs> I got confused <laughs> with someone's bush, but now I understand that um, what it meant. So now we're okay. all good. All, all right. right? Now we're going to have a big name on the line here pretty quick, Rodney. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Big name. One of the best in the game. Be playing on Sunday. And he'll be joining us. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. Yes, you did. It's Friday. You know what that means on a Friday, Freddie. We don't care. No. We're not the only ones. You know, we promised a big name. Yes. One of the biggest names. Would be joining us after the break. And uh, that was Keenan Allen of the Chargers. He's a big name, Rodney. Yep. Yeah, he's unavailable. He's not going to be on. And I'm so disappointed because there were so many things I wanted to talk to him about. Uh, the first thing I was going to ask him is uh, he was a, a friend of former cornerback David Amerson who was selected by the Redskins in 2013. What was David like? First question I was going to ask him. That's the first question? Oh, yeah, because I know everybody was very interested in that. I had a whole list of questions for him. But he won't be on today. He had something came up. Yes, something came up. Usually Fridays are usually one of those days. Just speaking from a former guy who played, as you would say, Fred, at... uh, yeah, didn't do a whole lot of interviews on Fridays. Yeah, for a game. Don't really know how that got set yeah, up. Yeah, and they're going to Kansas City. I know they they stopped traveling two days earlier. Right. That used to be the issue with with Fridays. It's that you traveled if you were traveling. Um, but now they I think they go the day before. Nobody they don't go two days anymore. I mean, I was going to ask him about Maurice Harris. Of course you were. You know, Maurice, why wouldn't you? Yeah, those are the kinds of things I wanted to ask him today. So when he comes on next time, may, maybe we can bring that up to him. Okay. But. That doesn't mean we don't have a big name. We don't have that big name. But we did get another big name to come on right now. Kevin? It's lit. 
stories lighting up the sports headlines. Yeah, we were able to track down Kevin Figures. Kevin, why do you like that? I have no idea. He went from this big, bold, and we do have another big name. We got another big name. I was wondering what you were doing, Fred. I thought you had yeah, Mario in, in the, your back pocket or something. No, I said a big name. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah. No, Kevin. We, Kevin is one of the biggest names there is. We got a big name for you, baby. We got a big name. Hey, speaking of big names, by the way, you're talking about the USC head coaching search? Yeah. We might have a big name on the horizon. Who? Did you guys see the last couple of tweets that Lane Kiffin sent out? Oh, my God. No. Oh, yeah. Tweeted out a giant picture of the uh, Los Angeles. Welcome to Los Angeles that you see at LAX. Tweet out another photo, and he actually tagged Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush in it. And people are saying, hey, man, he's turning things around at Ole Miss. What if they beat Alabama next weekend? Lane Kiffin could be in the running for the USC head coaching job. How crazy do I sound, Fred? Exceptionally crazy. Okay. But when you think about it, and with all due respect to Rodney, that's some nutty crap they would do. <laughs> they, yeah. would, they would bring him back. They, he, Lane Kiffin, he just wouldn't be, he, he would never go on another tarmac. USC. No, you're out of your mind. That would never happen. First of all, I mean, Lane Kiffin, he, he, he's very jovial, if you know Lane Kiffin, and really got a lot of sarcasm, a little tongue-in-cheek stuff going on. Likes to troll I'm not surprised people. by it. Yeah, likes to troll folks and have a little fun, and not everybody gets his sense of humor, but he's... He, funny guy from time to time so yeah no i'm not surprised he's gonna I'm sure he's, he's gonna be this could be one of those things it could be a back and forth all season long that he's doing and i'm I, sure I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me that he you know throws little nuggets out there all, on a regular basis and you would have to believe the folks at old miss would really appreciate that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah what do you think they're doing that yeah just like the people at tennessee loved him when he left yeah, remember that, exactly. how that how that thing shook out a little history there right <laughs> hey he just wouldn't go on any planes he'd never been a tarmac again Buses, buses in the SEC? No, I'm saying if he came back to USC. He just he won't go, go on the tarmac because that's where right. he gets fired at 3 in the morning. Well, if they play in Hawaii, what's he going to do? Boat. Jump on a tanker and just right. roll over? He'll leave two weeks early? <laughs> just leave a month early. <laughs> oh, speaking of USC, some tough news. We know how Jackson Dart came off the bench and played exceptionally well against Washington State, leading to that big blowout victory. Uh, he's going to be out for the foreseeable future, suffered a torn meniscus in that game, played through it towards the end, but he's likely going to be out for an extended period of time. So we reinsert Keaton Slovis uh, for this weekend's game against Oregon State, but a tough break for Jackson Dart, who uh, showed himself pretty well in his first action, Fred. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. And, Rodney, I'm just wondering, since you played at USC, you played in the NFL, here's a kid gets a shot, steps up, meets the moment, looks really good. Granted, had some weird eye black on, but we won't hold that against him. And then, injures himself. Torn meniscus. You got one crack, went in, did the job, hurt. What does that do to a kid? Um, It, it depends. He's a young kid, you know, freshman, so he's got plenty of time to bounce back, and he has a bright future. Um, and, and that's time to bounce back this season. So he's got a, you know, meniscus. You could tell he was hobbling around in the second half. He did take a blow to that knee. Um, but played through it, so he's definitely a, a, a tough kid. But yeah, it's a it's a tough blow. Um, but you know, you also playing the game of football, and you know what what's impressive is that he was ready to play when Slovis went down. He was ready to play, much like 
Slovis was ready to play when he got his opportunity. So it, it, it's just the nature of the beast. you got to be ready to play. And so many guys aren't ready to play when their number's called and they lose that opportunity. But he'll get another one. He's a young kid, and he'll get another one. He's got a lot of heart and a lot of, a lot of talent. So he'll be back. Got news out of the NFL as it pertains to Wild Card Weekend. We know the playoffs expanding for the first time this season. And so we're going to have an additional game for the Wild Card Weekend. And so what they're going to do is have a doubleheader on Saturday, tripleheader on Sunday, and they're actually going to play the final Wild Card game on Monday Night Football. The first time ever they're going to have playoff games on Monday night. I guess from a player's perspective for you, Rodney, if you're the team that ends up winning, regardless if you play Saturday or Sunday, you're going to end up having a short week. I don't know how much does that extra day actually affect you by not having an extra day off. Yeah, it's um, it'll, it'll affect you, but but you're in the playoffs. And if you win that game, you're not thinking about it. You're on to the next one. So you're, 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 you adjust the schedule accordingly. And uh, you, you're, you know, you're excited to be in the playoffs. So you don't let that be that that kind of a mid-season grind where you got to play a Monday night game and then a Sunday game and you're like oh we got a short week it's the playoffs so you're not worried about that but I like it I like it uh, look that weekend's gonna be cra- I might go to Vegas for that weekend nice that, that's a good place to be for that weekend it's crazy yeah three straight days of games in the Monday night game playoff game it's gonna be a crazy weekend yeah and you know it just gives one of their TV partners another game Right. Yep. That's really what it comes down to. It gives them another game, and uh, I, I'm sure in the they just negotiated deal that was already in there. But oh, they, they had the flexibility yeah. probably to be able to do it without yeah. much issue. They just gave somebody another game. Now, uh, Daniel Carlson is the kicker uh, for the Raiders. Had four field goals last week. Was a special teams player of the week in helping them get a victory, and he revealed that he was really, uh, really upset as to how things went. Now, why would you ask that? Played well. His team won. They're two and zero. He says he's mad because his fantasy team lost, and his a uh, his opponent starting kicker was him. <laughs> it's like I made four field goals to help the Raiders win, but in doing that, I kicked my own ass to my fantasy team. <laughs> How crazy is that? That's pretty he, funny. He should have picked himself. He didn't pick himself. He didn't draft himself. No, I don't know. That's the issue. You know what? He needs to have more belief in himself. How it is? Yeah. Should he have taken himself first overall, Fred? Is that what it is? Right. Yeah, he's in the leagues, probably. He didn't want to be, you know, be, you know, egomaniac and take myself. Be humble? Yeah. Yeah, well, he beat himself. You know what this means? Therapy. Easy, Fred. Easy, Fred. It's oh, Friday. No. <laughs> Not everything goes now. Come on. It's on his son is still up there, brother. It's <laughs> all this out of the NBA. So we know they're trying to implement new rules for basically offensive players who try to bait fouls. You know, the James Harden pump fake, and then I fall all over the place when a guy lands. So Monty McCutcheon oversees the encore performance of the league's referees. He says, we want basketball to be played, not manipulated. He says, what they're going to do is change the interpretation of how these rules are enforced on the court, meaning they're going to have to coach up all the referees and saying, look, we want to make sure we eliminate all of these overt foul-drawing plays that slows down the sport and makes it look really ugly. McCutcheon said, quote, NBA referees are no longer in the business of what would have happened. He says, uh, it's an overt, abrupt, and abnormal motion. We're going to crack down on this and make sure it doesn't happen in the future. Good, because it's not soccer. Yeah. It's, tur- it's turned into that, I'd say, over the last decade or so. Yeah. I, you know, when you do that, you're cheating the fans, actually. And I get it. You're trying to be uh, heads up in the game and make a play that will help your team win. 
but they should call that. Yeah, and if I'm an offensive player like Trey Young or James Harden, if they're going to call it, why wouldn't I do it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to call that, people have perfected James Harden, like you mentioned, has perfected it. Um, so you play within the rules. You, you know, you stretch them a little bit. But if they're calling that as a foul, you got to deal with it. Same thing with they're not going to call a certain part of pass interference or holding in football. You're going to continue to do it. And until they crack down on it and make it, you know, not as easy to get a foul that way, then then guys are going to continue to do it. So I'm good with that. And that's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. Okay, uh, Rodney, before we get out of here, Chargers and Kansas City, Rams yes. and Tampa. We'll get into that next. Yes. This is great. I love it. Start your day with Dan Patrick. Carson Palmer joining us now. If USC asked your opinion for the next head coach. I just like that we've got pole position. You know, we we fired our coach first. Every coach out there knows that our job is open. I would think it's an attractive job for every other college coach. I just like that we're the first ones out the gate. Weekday mornings at 6 before Colin Cowherd. AM 570 LA Sports. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM 570 LA Sports. I'm trying to put you in the worst mood. Uh, P1 cleaner than your church shoes. Uh, really point to just a hurt oh, you. Oh, uh, Freddy. Yes. Yeah. Stretch run down the stretch. Rodney P. Fred Rogan. Only two hours today. Okay, Rodney, before we get out of here, we talked a bit a bit earlier about it. We've got Rams and Tampa. You like the Rams in this one. I do. I do. And I'm just going at uh, – they're playing at home. I think it's a, really a pick em, but the Rams playing at home. I, I think the crowd is going to be energized for the Rams. And although there will be some Tampa Bay folks here, I think I do remember when Tampa came with Jameis Winston to the Coliseum and he threw that party on the Rams that one year. There were a lot of Tampa fans in the stadium. but. But this time, I think the Rams, the way they're playing, the excitement about the stadium and the Rams, the crowd's going to be definitely pro, pro Rams and loud and rocking plus because they are playing the world champs. Um, but yeah, I do, I, 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 and I do believe that this is going to be a big, big early season test for the Rams. You know, they, they played well. They, you know, Bears are the Bears, and you know, we'll see how they end up, and you know, with new quarterback now playing for them, and. You know, didn't play well against the Colts. This is this will be the team that they can really get a good measuring stick, Fred, of, of how good they really are. Yeah, and, and for the Rams, you said it's a statement game. This is a statement game. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a, I think it's a real statement game. I, I I think it's because of the first two games, people are like, well, they like the Rams. They people are picking the Rams, but they you know they haven't. Although the, the Chicago game got out of hand, it wasn't like a, a full dominant performance. People got excited because there were some big plays. And then, you know, didn't play great against the Colts, and but ended up winning that game. But this is a good football team coming in here that that many people believe is, is going back to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, this is a big statement game early in the season for the Rams to let the world know where they stand. Also for Matthew Stafford. I mean, this is a huge stage for him. Uh, he's played in big games. But let's be honest. I mean, the country will be watching. They're playing Tampa Bay. Expectations are great for the Rams. He never had that in Detroit. He was never on a team that people thought could win the Super Bowl. Uh, so I think it's also a pretty big game for Matthew Stafford. 
Yeah, and we talk about this all the time. People are making it out to be and going to continue to do it because it's good for our business to, to match up Matt Stafford against Tom Brady. And Matt Stafford has to outplay Tom Brady. He has to go out and outshine Tom Brady in this game. And from, you know, obviously from a quarterback standpoint, you, you can't look at it that way. If you do, you're going to get yourself in trouble. you got to play the defense, which is a very good defense on Tampa side. So you can't worry if Tom Brady goes, you know, 80 yards in one series and, and goes seven for seven for a touchdown. You can't go out, okay, I'm going eight for eight for a touchdown too. You can't do that. you got to go out and play your game within your system, and your competition is the defense, not Tom Brady, who's on the sidelines. All right, and then we have the Chargers uh, in Kansas City against the Chiefs. And I, I I think, given the way Kansas City's defense has played, I think the Chargers can win that game. Yeah, Char- Chargers got to eliminate mistakes. You know, even you know, they did it against Dallas, had mistakes, including the red zone. Herbert's got to protect the ball a lot better because if you do that against Kansas City and you give them extra possessions, that turns into points. And you can't do that with that team on the road in Kansas City to allow them to have more than eight, nine, ten possessions because they will kill you. But I'm with you that that their defense has been vulnerable, Kansas City's, I mean. And so they, the Chargers can score points against Kansas City. They just can't turn it over. Tomorrow, iHeartRadio AM 570 LA Sports and Global Citizen are teaming up to bring you Global Citizen Live, a worldwide music event to create awareness around the world's biggest challenges, including climate change, vaccine equity, and famine. Join the movement live from the Greek Theater this Saturday with live performances from Stevie Wonder, Adam Lambert, and more. And become a Global Citizen today and learn how to get a free ticket to the event. Details at globalcitizen.org. Global Citizen Live. It's a concert to defend the planet and defeat poverty. Uh, Ronnie and Kevin, thank you. Great week. I mean that sincerely. Have a terrific weekend, everybody. Rodney, we're back Monday with Eric. Right on. Cuss words right in the game. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the scene. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say. To live and die in LA.